Welcome to the Nordonia Hills Branch Library podcast on nonfiction, a discussion of nonfiction specifically and reading generally. This month's podcast, Roger Ebert. As we at the library take the time to record, produce, and publish the podcast on a month-by-month basis, we do look ahead so that we have some idea of what we're planning to talk about in the month's upcoming Sometimes, however, events intervene, and this month we decided to forego our topic that we had planned to talk about and instead discuss Roger Ebert. Mr. Ebert passed away not too long ago at the age of 70, following a long and brilliant career as a film critic for the Chicago Sun-Times newspaper. He began writing film reviews for the newspaper in 1967 and continued up into this present year of 2013. He was, for many moviegoers, the go-to critic to determine whether or not they would be going to a movie or not, or whether they would enjoy a movie or not. His career is notable on many levels, and we will be focusing mainly today on his authored works, but a larger point has to be made first. Roger Ebert was beyond a film critic for a newspaper. He also touched on other facets of the multimedia sphere, as it were, as a scriptwriter and as a television critic as well. He started in 1975 a television show called At the Movies with his longtime friend and film critic, the late Gene Siskel. He continued his television appearances for many, many years. He remains to this day the only person who is a film critic who has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And you will see as we progress through the podcast today that his writing was not limited to movies alone. However, when a patron would come into the library and say, can you tell me an author who, if I'm just starting out and trying to develop an appreciation of movies and movie making and the people that are involved with that industry would be the one go-to author that you would suggest. You would be hard-pressed to start with anyone before Roger Ebert. Now, he's written nearly two dozen books, and most of them are, of course, about movies. Probably first and foremost among his titles are his annual movie yearbooks. He just published the 25th anniversary edition of this title this year. But he also wrote specific topics about the movie industry, such as biographies or interviews with famous directors such as Martin Scorsese. He wrote questions for the movie Answer Man so that he could answer the questions of the movie-going public who would send these questions in and he would answer them. He wrote a journal about what it's like to attend the Cannes Film Festival. The book is entitled Two Weeks in the Midday Sun, a Cannes Notebook. He wrote general works about what it's like to experience the movies, and specific movies and directors and actors. Each year in his movie yearbook, he would include some of the articles that he had written about topical matters in the motion picture industry, about people who were acting or directing, about notables who had passed away in the previous year, and about various experiences or changes or developments in the movie business. As his career spanned from 1967 to this year, he saw many changes in the movie and the newspaper business, going from a typewriter, which he started writing on in the 60s, to computers, obviously, in the present day. But also he saw the transformation of movies exclusively on film 
to videotapes, to digital discs, to streaming video. He wrote with an eye towards the past, with topics such as preserving old films that were done on the celluloid stock, to the present problem of digital piracy. And he never shied away from giving his true opinion. Three of his books have a particularly negative slant to the titles. One, I hated, hated, hated this movie. Two, your movie sucks. And three, a horrible experience of unbearable length. More movies that suck. He believed that your movie viewing time was precious. And therefore, those movies that were a waste of that time deserve special attention or recognition, as it were. But for his negative side, he was not necessarily known as a negative critic. He brought to the public's attention many movies that may have gone unnoticed but for his writing about them. He was never what you would consider a highfalutin movie critic. He didn't give four stars only to those movies that had subtitles, or that were only seen in one theater in an entire city because it was considered an art film. If you talk to a lot of people who know Roger Ebert from his film columns or from his television shows, many of them have the opinion that Roger Ebert was never someone who would shy away from giving a thumbs up to a good old-fashioned popular movie. Unlike many of the movie award shows which seem to be stuck on movies that are what would be considered highbrow, Ebert gave just as much attention and praise to those movies which would be considered just fun movies to go to, without any pretensions of being an award-winning film. Beyond these movie books, there's also his three-volume set of the great movie books, Great Movies, Great Movies 2, and 3. There's also an annual section in his movie yearbook which wound up turning into two books on their own. This section he calls his Little Movie Glossary. And each year, he would solicit from the readers of his column, the movie-going public, their own made-up definitions about movie stereotypes and cliches, and dutifully, the readers would send these in, and the best of the best would be included in his yearbook. This feature of his yearbook was so popular that in the 1990s, he published a book called Ebert's Little Movie Glossary, a compilation of all these definitions that he had acquired. The book was so popular that it actually spawned a sequel called Ebert's Even Bigger Little Movie Glossary about six years later. You can obtain the second book through Search Ohio, and it is well worth borrowing. I'll give you a taste of some of the ones from the 2013 book, which are included right there in the back in its own special section. One rule is the nameless beer rule. Whenever a scene is shown in a bar or a restaurant and someone orders a beer, the person just asks for a beer. He never specifies the brand, and the waitress never asks him for the brand. He just asks for a beer. Or the unlimited arrows rule, where if you're firing a gun in a movie, you may have to stop from time to time and reload. But if you're an archer, luck is with you, because you have an unlimited supply of arrows. You never run out. Definitions like these are included in each year's version of the movie yearbook, plus the two published versions of the movie glossary that I had mentioned. So if you walk into our library and you ask, what author can I start with if I want a better understanding of movies, filmmaking, the movie industry, and the people that are associated with this business, I would suggest start by reading Roger Ebert. Now, he did do other books besides those on the movie business. He did do An Alionized Century. He was a citizen of Illinois. The Perfect London Walk. 
an autobiography entitled Life Itself, and one little outlier called The Pot and How to Use It, The Mystery and Romance of the Rice Cooker, which is exactly what it sounds like, a cookbook for preparing rice using a rice cooker. You can also hear his commentary on the audio track of some DVDs such as Citizen Kane or Casablanca. All in all, Roger Ebert was a very talented and prolific author. His works are highly recommended for a better understanding of films, and his writing style was always relaxed, conversational, and energetic. Just browsing through the entries in his annual yearbooks, or by checking out some of his compilation volumes, you will find that as a reader, Roger Ebert provides a deep and wide-ranging well of topics to read about. It is hard to imagine another movie critic having the same kind of impact and visibility that Roger Ebert has within the public's eye. Coming along at the unique time that he did, on the cusp of the new digital age, he really made an impact on the movie-going public and the reading public. He will certainly be missed. We hope you stop by and listen to us again next month. We'll have another topic for you on nonfiction. Until then, we'll see you at your Nordonia Hills Branch Library. Music by 20 Riverside, provided by Mevio's Music Alley, music.mevio.com. Thanks for listening.